Oh, let me tell y'all a story about a man called Ted. He loves the multiplayer gaming podcast. He liked it so much, he now supports the show. He got some extra content now, he's having a blast. Hey guys, Michael here. If you're enjoying the content you get on this podcast, consider being like Ted. You can support the show and get bonus content by going over to MultiplayerSquad.com. We're an independent podcast, and we'd sure appreciate it. Now, on to the show! What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. Today is Thursday, so it's time to discuss This Week in Gaming, where we break down recent gaming news. Please take a couple of seconds to rate us five stars and leave a written review. It really helps our show out. And if you like what we do here and want more content, the genie of the podcast has you covered and has granted your wish. Just head over to MultiplayerSquad.com where you can join us on Patreon and you'll get access to the Squadcast, which releases the first and third Tuesday of every month. I am your host, Paul, and I am joined today by my two gaming brothers in crime, First up, he doesn't care if he can fly straight from a planet into space, and I know this because Todd Howard told me it's not important to him. It's Josh. Uh, two things. Number one, I don't <laughs> care, uh, and which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And then number two, that genie of the podcast is one handsome fella. He, he is handsome, and I believe... A few people said he was their favorite host of the podcast. I, the I think so. Yes, for yeah. sure. That genie so is awesome. It's only fitting that, that we bring him back up. All right. And then joining us, he's about to go broke in Overwatch 2. Yes, you did hear me right. Even though Overwatch 2 is free to play, he's about to go on a spending spree using the in-game store. It's Michael. What do I get? What do I get with all this sweet <laughs> cash? It's uh, it's not loot boxes, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes, I guess. <laughs> Give me the skins, please. It's Fortnite. Uh, Two <laughs> Exactly. All right. Before we talk about gaming news, we do want to talk about an exciting community event that's going to be coming up here soon. Oh, yeah. Josh. Tell the people what they can come join us for. So we like to do these community events from time to time. We have been slacking a little bit. Life has just been busy, but it is something that we try to do in the Discord server. We've played Among Us before. We've played Jackbox Party with all our listeners and stuff like that. So it's just a great time. Um, but what we are going to do is we are going to have a trivia night, uh, which is going to be a blast. It's going to be video game-based trivia. And that's going to take place on July 1st at 6 p.m. Pacific time, which is 9 p.m. Eastern time for you East Coast people. Uh, if you are overseas, I'm sorry, I don't know what time that is. <laughs> Probably pretty late. Um, but we would love to have anybody and everybody join us. You can join our Discord server. Um, it'll take place inside the Discord server. Uh, and we are going to be giving away a pretty cool prize to the winner of the trivia as well, which is a wireless steel series Stratus XL controller. Yep. This thing is awesome. It's fully programmable. It works with PC consoles. Uh, it's awesome, man. So we're giving away a really cool prize as well. So if you want the invite to the Discord server, if you are not already a part of it, it is going to be in the episode description. So just scroll down a little bit or it's on our website at multiplayerpodcast.com. So two things here. First of all, that Steel Series products, all of them are awesome. I use yeah, the Steel do. Series headset. I love it. I've loved it. I love their controller. I had one of those for a while. Uh, second thing, 
Uh, I love how uh, Josh just basically claimed essentially that the rest of the world outside of the continental U.S. is all in just one time zone. He's like, I don't know <laughs> no, what time it no, is for you guys, I but I said they'll have to figure one, that out. One time zone. <laughs> like the rest of you. Uh, my daughter's friend is in Latvia, and I'm pretty sure there are nine hours difference Shout to over Latvia. there. You know, um, and so you know, it's frosty donkey is uh, in Scotland. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. Uh, Same time zone as Latvia. You know, we've got lots. We've got you know lots of uh, listeners uh, and and friends of the show in other countries. I just don't know what time zone you're in. It gets weird. They start using different <laughs> letters like GMT and UTCs and. I don't uh, know, man. We, we, we do things different in America. So. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, the trivia night should be a lot of fun, and all three of us are planning to log in. We're going to be in a voice channel, and so you guys can come join there. And then as we you know, go through the different quiz questions, we might jump in and talk a little bit as well. I think it'll be a lot of fun. My guess is it's going to be somewhere around like... 30 to 45 minutes, relatively short. Yeah, we're going to try to totally keep it short. Free. Yep. And yeah. if you're not a voice chat, there's no obligation to do that. It actually is, the, the trivia is going to take place in the text channel. So if you are a lurker, if you are somebody that prefers to not chat, that is a-okay. This event will be just great for you as well. Yeah, in fact, Paul, Josh, and I are only hopping into voice chat to troll everyone with their wrong answers. That's true, too. <laughs> and it is multiple choice. So even if you feel like you don't know a whole lot about gaming... You will have a chance no matter what, because it's, you know, multiple choice. It's not like a type in the answer kind of quiz night. All right. So last week we ended our Twig episode talking about Starfield, and we have to bring it up again here at the beginning of this show, because there's just been so much news, so many more announcements about the content ever since we got the trailer at the game's showcase. And we ended up with a total of four Starfield stories in our shared doc. So just really quick here, we learned that Starfield has more handcrafted content than any previous Bethesda game. We learned the campaign is going to be 30 to 40 hours long, which is a little bit longer than Skyrim. We learned that the protagonist will not have a voice. And we also learned that you cannot fly from planet to space or from space to planet directly. Uh, Todd Howard said that he believed it just wasn't that important to players. So uh, what are your guys' reactions? What do you want All to talk right, about? Let me, let me ask you guys this. How important is it to you to be in your spaceship, see a planet, fly towards the planet, penetrate the atmosphere, go down, find a landing spot all seamlessly? Or is the, is it really important to you guys? I don't know. I, I thought it would be important to me. And then I think about it and I'm like, you know... Uh, it seems like a lot of time that we'd be doing, you know, like if, if it's just like, like you said, you just described the whole thing going all the way down, getting in there. And I'm like, I want seamless. I really do as a gamer, but at the expense of them having to develop that part for longer, spend tons of money, I'd rather see them spend the efforts in other parts of the game, to be honest. It, it's something that would be cool the first couple of times I do it. Yeah. And then after that, I'd probably just forget that I'm seeing this experience and I'm fine with just the snap down of the planet. What about you, Paul? I don't know. That was like my favorite part of No Man's Sky. Now, it it really, really lends to the immersion when you just point your ship in the air and take off. I think Star Citizen has the same kind of system. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah so the fact that it's not in Starfield is a little bit of a bummer. It's not like a game-breaking thing, but I am a little disappointed. I feel like it would have been really cool if they had it. I think it would have been cool. Like, I don't think anybody would have minded if that feature existed. The thing that bugs me is I'm seeing... Like, man, I feel maybe it's just social media. You know, I, I'd like to think the gamers are not quite that cynical, but it's just on social media. But it really seems like people really have their feathers ruffled over this, like, 
non-seamless transition to planets. And I get what Todd Howard's saying, and I'm not trying to defend Todd Howard because that guy, I'm still mad at that guy for lying to us about Fallout 76. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's it's one of yeah. these things where I get what he's saying, where he's saying it's not that important. That feature is not going to change the game one way or the other, in my opinion. Would it have been cool? Yes, it would. And No Man's Sky, you're right. It did it very, very well in that regard. Honestly, there's probably a way where you could just hide a loading screen to make it look like you're traveling through the atmosphere of the planet and then it's really just loading the planet which i think no man's sky probably is actually doing in just a creative way but it's just weird to me that i'm seeing so much backlash from gamers over this minor thing man like i don't get it i don't care about it personally i don't think it's going to change the game at all would it be neat yes but is it am i going to get upset that it doesn't exist like no but man there's a lot of people out there that seem very upset by this yeah, I think I think the whole point of it too is that they're obviously using two very different systems for flight and for ground combat and quests and so on and so forth. And they probably just don't mesh seamlessly and to make it happen. Like I I get that No Man's Sky does it, but that's a totally different kind of game, you know? Um and so I I I I understand why people are upset about this, but is it really that big of a deal? I don't think so. Would it be nice? Sure. Is it going to break the game for me? Not at all. Right. Yeah, in some ways, I kind of feel like it was the straw that broke the camel's back because I wasn't crazy about the combat and the gunplay and the dogfighting and the facial animations. Right. And all of a sudden now, there's some features that are in other space games that aren't in Starfield. So I think for me, I've really reined in my expectations on Starfield. Whereas I was like, dude, I'm betting on this for being like game of the year. Now I think I'm just going to scale it back into being like, the potential is there. Maybe it'll be great, but I'm not expecting it to be a masterpiece. Not so, me. Yeah. I, I'm the opposite. I'm still wearing rose-colored glasses like so much. I'm so excited about this game. And actually, speaking on that other piece of news real fast about the length of the game, um, I looked at it and I'm like, oh no, it's only 30 to 40 hours. That that seems short. And then I looked up other Bethesda games and I'm like, oh, well, Skyrim was 33 and a half hours. Fallout New Vegas was 27 and a half hours. Fallout 4 was 20, 28 hours-ish. And I'm like, so this is actually a little bit longer. So I'll take yeah. it. I'm actually excited about it. Yeah. I think the main thing, and, and Paul, I, I'm, I can sympathize with you on this. And while I don't think I share quite the same sentiment on it, I think what people are getting a little upset about is when, you know, when they, we finally got this big reveal, right? Like every, the reason we're talking about Starfield again is because let's be honest, this is, people were hoping that this is going to be the biggest release of 2022. Yeah. And so that's why we're talking about it again. But I think where people are starting to sour a little bit is this game has been in development forever, it seems like. You know, and we've we've had very, very little news. So we finally got news, and this game was supposed to release very soon. It got pushed back uh, a little bit, not too long. But now we're starting to see where some corners have been cut, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the peak behind the curtain is because the expectation was this game's going to be incredible. It's going to be so well-developed blah, blah, blah. Oh, but you can't fly down to a planet. 
Ah, I mean, okay. Oh, but you know, you, the you don't have a voice in the game. Well, why not? That's kind of yeah, a, that a thing me. lately, you know. Uh, oh, it still uses the same old, same old Bethesda facial animations and characters. I mean, I feel I feel like I'm playing the Forgotten City, you yeah, know, because that right. pulls from <laughs> you know a Bethesda mod or engine. So it's one of those things where it's like, well, wait a minute. If you guys are cutting these corners in these aspects of the game. And the demo that we saw was slightly janky. It wasn't the most impressive demo out there. Uh oh. You know, and I think that's the general feeling that some people are starting to get. I personally don't have that feeling very much, but I can definitely relate to why some people are taking everything all together and going, wait a minute, are we just going to get another buggy mess with a new IP? Yeah. yeah, and we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, and that's what kind of gets me too. Is is final comment on this whole thing for me is, I just I I'm still super excited about it. But Josh, you're totally right. This game has been in development for so long, and there's still like in the last what three months, all we've really talked about is now issues. We haven't talked about something that blew our minds. Great looking, it was. Hey, we got the gameplay video. It looked great. Like it looked great, but then the facial animations, the AI was messed up. There was just so many things. I mean, they straight copied the ship from Prometheus. T- totally kidding there, but I mean, the whole thing is like it's how long? How much longer would this game have needed to be like another year, maybe, to where we're watching all this stuff and being like, "Wow, yes!" And now I'm sitting here with these rose tinted glasses because I have so much hope for Bethesda's new IP. But then quickly, people are doing the same way that Paul's doing, where it's like, ah, I don't know, I'm tempered a little bit on this. Just cooled slightly. Not, that's, yeah. not, not that's a cold thing. on it. Just that's a little a good cooler. Thing, though, because the lower <laughs> the expectations, that's, I, I mean, that's probably an actually a good thing to go into it with. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're right. All right, next up on the docket, I'm excited to talk about this one. All right, give me some of that other fresh IP, right? Let's talk about Evil West for a little bit. Now, this is an upcoming cowboy shooter that takes place in a fantasy Weird West setting, and this is set for release very soon. This is coming out on September 20th of this year. I feel like it's really flying under the radar. It has a $50 price tag, and I think this has potential of being one of those surprising gems here at the end of 2022. Have we heard of this game in the past? Because I feel like the name sounds vaguely familiar, but maybe I'm confusing it with like, like Weird West or something. Evil Dead or something like that, <laughs> right. where it's like, you know, these. But I, I watched the gameplay on this and I was like, wait, where has this game been? How am I not more familiar with this game? I, I don't know that we've covered this in the past, have we? No. I don't think so. And we got 10 minutes of gameplay footage from IGN. And as soon as I started watching, I got pretty excited. So I was curious as to what you guys thought about this one. I'm amped. I'm absolutely amped. I watched the beginning (laughs) of that video and I was like, at first I was like, oh, it kind of looks like Bethesda a little bit moving around. Like, no, it looks like Rockstar. And then it was like, no, it, it, just looks awesome like the the details the graphics were great i loved the 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 gunplay in it the different abilities the guy's using when he's like using this electric gun and he's like you can see the skeletons inside the guys and he's bashing them around and stuff in the (laughs) boss fight i i had never heard of this game and now it is instantly on my radar is a top as as a top must play for me i have to play this game it looks like it's right up my alley 
the the biggest vibes I got from this were God of War, a hundred percent God of War, yeah. meets Remnant from the Ashes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's honestly yeah. the the combination that because there's a lot of gunplay, so it looks like it has similar gunplay to Remnant from the Ashes, which you guys know I love. I know Paul wasn't the biggest fan of that, but I absolutely love that game. Um, well, this, it, this this one's more than one color. It's not well, all it reddish is, okay. gray. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Um, and then meets God of War because it's got that like really meaty, over-the-top action. I mean, this guy's got a rifle. He's got a pistol. He's got some giant mechanical hand thing, a la Doomfist almost. Right. <laughs> and, and this guy goes ham on these things. And he's fighting vampires and monsters it's very, very reminiscent to me of that in-your-face, over-the-top God of War combat. And you guys know how I feel about God of War. So my excitement levels for Evil West are very high as well. Um, I just don't know if I've had a chance to actually get hyped because this is the first I've seen of this game. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny. Like, vampires, so like, oh, all the evil things. He's fighting all the evil things. Um, I was surprised because the video starts off with, like, Old West, like you'd think, he's shooting pistols, he's shooting rifles, and then all of a sudden it swaps and he gets in close combat, and the guy's doing tons of melee, which really surprised me about this. And I'm like, oh, and he's doing different combo moves and different attacks and stuff. Like it's a lot, it's a lot more layered than you know how it is in yep. most cowboy games. You use your guns exclusively. If you're using melee, you're probably in a desperate fight where you're out of ammo and you're going to die. This one, it seems like the melee is just as important as using your guns long range, which I was actually really excited you're totally right josh very god of war even the movements now that i think about like the way he's oh, the walking dodge is kratos yeah the yeah. dodging the rolling and even just the walking like i was like this looks it looks oh. really good even more than that he punches through treasure chests to yes. open them exactly right. I like say, kratos i almost does. wonder if they didn't <laughs> purchase or license some of the code because there is some very similar oh. like animations Dude. and stuff like that there's yeah. vines that are covering like a, a hidden treasure chest and he burns it with like a flamethrower and the way it all just like disintegrates in yeah. the air looked exactly like God of War. Yeah. But I think it's like in a really good way. It it does not come across as any kind of like God of War ripoff because no. you're a cowboy and it's in a completely different setting. And they say that it has a story, you know, dialogue driven storyline, but then the action looks fantastic. I love when games have gunplay. But then it also includes like exposing weak spots on the enemy. And then you focus those areas and you're swapping between different guns. The way that he punches a guy in the air and then fans the hammer. Yes. Looks so yeah. incredible. There's it's so many awesome. cool things. There's one where they show and they do show like weapon skill trees and character skill trees and stuff like that. So this seems like it's going to be fully fleshed out. But there's one part where he unlocks some electrical ability and it's later in the 10 minute demo, but he can basically scorpion an enemy to him with that yeah. where he like, it's like a taser that goes out and then he yanks it and pulls the character in uppercuts them into the air, fans, the hammer jumps up, smashes them. The, 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 you know, monster goes flying, smashes into a boss that he's fighting, does a ton of damage to the boss. Like this combat looks legit. This is way more than just aiming your pistol at something and pulling the trigger. 
Guys, I just I just read something real fast. Which, by the way, actually, before I before I read what I just read, because I was looking up like, hey, I'm just curious because we just talked about Starfield and how long it's going to be. Like, how long is the main campaign in Evil West? It didn't give me an answer, but it did give me something else I want to read. But one question I had watching the demo, I'm like, can we turn down the blood spatter a little bit? Because like when he's punching these guys, they're like exploding <laughs> blood everywhere. It almost looks I'm like some of the it. mods you have. Yeah, for I was going to say, I don't mind blood. Uh, over the top. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely over the top. But remember Spartacus, that TV show uh, for the other day? It oh, looks yeah, like yeah. that, like On over stars. the top. Yeah. yeah. But here's what I, 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 I accidentally pulled up. It says, will Evil West have a co-op? And it says, rise up to become a Wild West superhero. Sure Eradicate does. the vampire threat and save the United States in this visceral explosive combat. Unleash hell with your firearms, lightning-fueled gauntlets and gadgets. Kill bloodthirsty monstrosities in the style as a lone hunter or in a co-op with a friend. <gasps> It is now a 20. It's a 20. I got to play it right now. It has co-op. This is co-op <laughs> campaign? Yes, it is. Oh, man. And I'm we saw in. big bosses. Like, being able to yeah. fight those big oh, yeah. bosses, long battles with a friend. Well, it, and they do show the two characters. That was, they, they showed, in the demo, they showed two characters that are talking a lot. So I bet you get to play as both of them. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm even more hyped now. I had no idea there was co-op in this. <laughs> yeah, I'm amped. I'm amped so much. Yeah, I think the last thing I wanted to mention is as soon as you start watching the demo, the power of the guns and the melee hits, they really pack a punch. Like it's got that deep bass and it feels like it. Yeah, like the screen kind of shakes at the perfect way that it everything seems to have a lot of weight and a ton of power. These are not dinky weapons by any means. Well, yeah. one of the first things I looked at because I when I was watching this video, I thought about the last video we watched, which was the Starfield demo. I instantly was watching this this demo looking for the AI and I'm like, oh cool, the AI are smart. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> they They're take cover behind stuff. barrels yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, good. We're good. Oh man, so right. funny. My only complaint when I was watching the gameplay is I was like, man, these graphics aren't that great. Somehow my YouTube was set to like 480p. <laughs> yeah, and then I put it on 4K and I was like, oh no, this game's actually beautiful. For a graphics second I thought maybe really it was good. like cheaper classic style graphics or something right. but i will no, it say does look great i did have one actual complaint on the don't demo say it. don't say it. you're gonna break my heart every interactable thing like the chains or the paths that they're trying to highlight for you they they have like a white glow or like a pulsing oh, yeah, yeah, light yeah. on them and it's everywhere though and i'm like <laughs> yeah. dude, y'all need to tone that down like we're not that <laughs> dumb like i can figure out where i'm supposed to go you know, God of War did that with the white paint or the yellow paint, right? Like on some ledges to say, hey, you can climb up here yeah. if you want. But it was very non-obtrusive. This just has this crazy sh- white shimmer. But at one point, the guy's standing on a, a ledge walking out into an area. And you see like 20 of them. And I'm like, guys, come on. Like, you got to tone that down a little bit. <laughs> I wonder if maybe like, because I've seen games where like in easier modes, they try to reveal a lot more. And if you're playing on like a harder or hardest mode... It doesn't show you that stuff. Maybe it has an option I, for that, I which would so. be nice. Because, I, I, yeah, don't spoon fiend me. Don't spoon ever. Uh, it was pretty Once an episode, I can't talk. Yeah. Once an episode, I can't talk. <laughs> don't spoon feed everything to me. I want to figure it out on my own right. sometimes. Oh, all right. So Overwatch 2, we got a little bit of news here this week. We knew that the game was going to be free to play. We didn't exactly know how it would be monetized. We did have some educated guesses. Those all turned out to be right. Overwatch 2, while being free for the PvP for everybody, there will be seasonal battle passes that you can buy, and there will also be an in-game store for cosmetic items. There will no longer be the loot box system in Overwatch 1. 
I'm assuming Josh and I couldn't care less. This works perfect for us. It's totally free. We're not going to drop any money on the in-game store, more than likely. I, I assume you're with me on this one, Josh. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, the fact that it's... I was going to buy Overwatch 2 just for the PvP. Now, sure. I, I mean, I, until we see more about the PvE aspect, I'm kind of like pass unless it's for the podcast on the PvE portion. Yeah. So if you're giving me the PvP, which is all I care about anyway for free... And cosmetics are the way that you're going to monetize things. This is perfect for me. I, I'm not going to spend any money. I get to have great PvP experience and play Overwatch 2 with my friends. Um, so I think that's great. Michael is probably the person that they're targeting a little bit more with now having a seasonal pass and that kind of stuff. So Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely have been guilty of buying some loot boxes in the past. But most of the time, that was typically during like the holiday events where I'm like, I won't get this skin for my favorite character if I don't get this loot box now. And so what'll probably happen is they'll probably have holiday stuff, like you said, seasonal passes, where it's like, hey, you can get the Santa outfit for Tracer if you buy it now and you can never get it again later. And that that's where they hook me typically. That's that's where they get my money. I will say this. I'm not normally a fan of season passes in this, you know, monetization type model that a lot of these games try to use, but they did throw in the fact that because they're using this model that they will be able to do more frequent updates to the game. They'll be able to release characters on a regular, consistent basis because it's a free-to-play game. And every time they do something, guess what? They're going to make a lot of money because when you release a new character, now everybody's going to want to buy the skins for that character and so on and so forth. So they really tried to sell it from the aspect of because this is going to be free-to-play and because we're going to have seasons that last... They did confirm each season's going to last nine weeks that they will be able to provide much more regular updates to the game. Now, I'm all for that. Everybody knows that when a new character came out in Overwatch, people that quit playing always came back to try out the new character. True. You know, that kind of stuff. So while I think the little bit of that is just salesmanship on their end to try to explain why they're moving to this model, if it's true, I do think that that's a big benefit to the game as a whole. Yeah, and I do like an in-game store as opposed to loot boxes anyway, where if I want that outfit or I want that voice line or I want that spray, I just get to buy it. The whole idea of buying a chance to get the item you want has never been ideal to me. We all know it's really no different than gambling. So I'm definitely more in favor of an in-game store. Maybe I'll drop a buck or two if there's a really annoying voice line that I know you guys are going to hate. That would be worth it, though. I might go out of my way for that. That's the only thing I might want to spend money on. No, and you're totally (laughs) right, though, about having a chance to get something. Ultimately, that's why I stopped playing Lost Ark, which I loved Lost Ark, was I hated the fact that I've got to spend pretty much real-life money to increase a percentage chance that I'm going to upgrade my character's stats. And I'm like, this is just broken. I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. And so I, I, while loot boxes are fun if they're given to you for free, because every time you got another level or whatever in the game, you know, there was all those milestones where you get, here's five free loot boxes and it's fun to open them. But I would much rather just go be like, I want this skin. I'll spend $3 on this skin because I want it. It's yeah. better. Well, we are down to our last story of the week. We're going to talk a little bit about Epic Game Store, which, by the way, I think still has an unfair reputation with a certain subsection of gamers where some people really, really hate it. It's it's fine. Epic Games Store, they give you free games. Like, what's not to like? But they finally implemented a system where gamers can now rate games that they buy, and they can also answer poll questions. And so 
previously in Epic Games Store, you can see all the games, but there's no user feedback. And a lot of times I would go to Steam or Metacritic and look up these games and then make an informed decision if I want it or not. And so Epic Games Store has finally put it into place, but it has a little bit of a twist. What they are essentially doing is if you own a game and you have played it a total of two hours or more, every time you close the game, there is a chance that they might give you a chance to rate it or to answer a couple of poll questions. And this is a pretty unique twist on how to do this. Guys, we're talking cutting-edge technology here. The ability to leave a review on a video game so that fellow gamers know whether it's worth their money? How has nobody, how has nobody yeah, right? thought about this before? God, like, you know, Amazon should add a rating system or kudos something. Kudos to what a great Game Store, man, for really coming up with this idea. <laughs> Guys, we're in the future. It's the future. It's, yeah. I, I, I mean, let's be honest. I, I laughed when I saw this because I just went like, what took you so long? Right. I mean, Steam has been doing this since Steam was around, you know, as far as that goes. But I will say, good on you, Epic Game Store, because this is something the gamers care about. I legitimately was looking at a game, uh, Darkest Dungeon 2, that I was on the Epic Game Store, uh, and I saw where it said available now, and I played the first Darkest Dungeon. I went, whoa, I didn't know the second one was out yet. And it's not. It's just early access. But then I wanted to see what the people in early access were thinking and there was no reviews, and I completely forgot that Epic Game Store didn't even do that. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. So then I went to Steam, and it was like, okay, well, let me read the reviews on this game. So it, it will help the platform a lot. I'm with you, Paul. I don't have anything against Epic Game Store versus Steam. That's like kind of saying PlayStation versus Xbox. It's like, dude, yeah. just let people be happy and play what they want to play. Um, I do think that this will drastically improve the user experience for people that do use the Epic Game Store, though. Well, and it's interesting too for for like us. Whenever we whenever we rate, we do a deep dive on an Epic Game Store game. We have to use Metacritic and guess what the Metacritic was or whatever instead of using the rating system. You know, um, I think the polls are interesting. Uh, the examples they give on the on the homepage, you know, one of them is like Rocket League, and it's, it's a poll that says, "Is this game better to play with a team? Yes or no?" Yes. I think that's kind of a cool way to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, let's give a more a more yeah. exact example. It's funny because their example is yes, fifty six percent, no, forty four percent. It's like that would not. It'd be like yes, ninety two percent, ninety eight percent. Yeah, and the eight percent of people who don't think it's good to play as a team are probably just trolls or something. I know, but I think it's an interesting idea. Um, I would like to see the ability to leave an actual review. Uh, which would be cool as opposed to just a rating because I didn't see that. Do they have that? Or is yeah, it just you a can actually leave a. You can leave a. Review. Yeah, you leave your rating and then you can write the review okay. on top of that. Well, so nice. you know, you guys know what this fixes. It right? fixes review bombing. Can't review bomb because see, you have to be selected uh, yeah. randomly. That is the best thing about all of this, in my opinion, is that you have to actually buy the game and play the game for at least two hours. Which, let's all be honest, that's past the refund window, right? Like, there's a reason that they say the two-hour thing. But these are going to all be legitimate reviews from people that have played the game. I think you're 100% right, Paul, in that this fixes review bombing, which you guys know is one of my pet peeves. Uh, Unless a game deserves it. If it deserves it, fine. Give it the rating that it deserves. But I do like that they're taking that that route with it. Yeah, I think it's a really clever idea because the... If you, if you're a game store making money for every game you sell, putting in a rating system is a little scary because if a game gets rated low, people stop buying it, right? Right. And this is kind of like a, a very clever business way where 
it's going to trend to more positive reviews overall. Because guess who are the people who are going to be closing this game the most? The people who are playing it the most, they probably like it. They're more likely to be asked to leave a review. So I think overall, we're going to see pretty high scores on all of their games, but it will definitely prevent that kind of review bombing. So it might not be a perfect system, but I do think that it's a very clever approach to it. I'll probably still end up looking up reviews also on Steam or Metacritic to get an overall view, but at least it'll have something built in for those Epic Game Store exclusives. Yeah, and I think the review bombers... It's kind of a skewed metric because people that want to complain about things are typically louder than people who are just lukewarm or like something or even some people that love something. And so I think there's a lot more review bombers than there is actually people who don't like the game because there's a technical issue or something like that. So I really do think this does, it, like you said, Paul, it does kind of fix that problem. And again, people that are playing it more are going to close it more, and they're going to get a chance to get a review more often. So it's, it's actually a pretty smart move. And it's also yeah. really smart because they finally let us review things. <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys, but I'll take a 100, 100 legitimate reviews from people that have played a game over a thousand reviews where anybody can say anything they want. If I know 100%. those 100 reviews are actual legitimate people that have played this game and are giving their thoughts on it, I will lean that direction over the, oh, here's a thousand reviews, but anybody can say anything they want, whether they have two minutes in this game or not. So I do like that it's going to lean more towards that, hey, these are actually accurate reviews on this game. So I, I think they're implementing it in a very good way. Fully agree. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 2022, it's, so it's about time to have at least some kind <laughs> of system. <laughs> it's the future! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we are done covering This Week in Gaming. As a reminder, if you want to come join us for that community event, that's coming up on July 1st. Come join our Discord server. That link's in the episode description. We'd love to have you there for game night, and you could get a free Steel Series controller. Uh, so many nice things to say about Steel Series, and they are not yeah. a sponsor. We really do love their stuff, and you'll get an awesome controller. And then our next deep dive will be near Automata, which we're going to be covering next week. And I know that we're very excited to hop into that one. So one last time, just to plug uh, our our Patreon page, come visit MultiplayerSquad.com. Anybody who pledges on any tier gets bonus content like the Squadcast. We'd love to have you guys join us on there. And also come follow us on socials everywhere at MultiplayerPod. All right. Awesome. Anything else, guys? I, I think we covered it all. I'd say go check out Evil West gameplay. Uh, this yeah. came out of nowhere yeah, for, for us, at least. And honestly, take a look at the gameplay because I love a surprise game that looks this good already. Uh, and, and I'm trying to get that hype train rolling. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, thanks so much to everyone for listening. We'll see you all on Saturday for our next quick take and then on Monday for that deep dive of Near Automata. And happy gaming until then. All right. See you, everybody. All right, cheers, mates. I don't know where that came from. That was, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>